Hi, this is Brent Helming, and thanks for tuning into this podcast entitled Making the Most of Your Rehearsals. We've decided to tackle this topic in two parts. This will be part one, and make sure to stay tuned for part two. talk about something that's actually really important, which is making the most of your rehearsals. And there's so many ways that we could talk about this particular topic. And I'm just going to go ahead and jump in with 10 suggestions um, to help increase the enjoyment and overall effectiveness of worship team rehearsals. And um, I'm going to do this in a format of a discussion. So not just uh, me kind of delivering all the information here, but I've invited Kelly Helming who not only is a, um, uh, a musician and has many years uh, behind the keyboard and experience of uh, doing worship, but also has led worship and led rehearsals and has kind of been in the trenches of doing this for quite a while. Um, and so she brings her own experience to this. And um, Kelly, we're just going to have just a dialogue about this. I've got kind of 10 suggestions and what I'd like to do is kind of put them out there. And I'd like us to talk about how these have or haven't worked in our particular situations and I think it'll be helpful for those listening. Sounds great. Okay. So um, the first thing I want to say, let me get some general thoughts out of the way. First is that, you know, if you are not having some form of rehearsal, start now. Um, You know, and I know that some of us, depending upon our situation or your situation, I should say, um, maybe it's difficult to do that because of rehearsal space or um, not having a sound system. I mean, there's a lot of logistical things that could happen. Um, and I've been in those type of situations throughout the years when I've been leading worship as well in various churches and situations. And the bottom line is, though, is it's really good to do some level of rehearsing. Um, you know, Kelly, I've done it before where we've just met in a, in a like a living room mm-hmm. and um, just either done like a vocal rehearsal or had a couple of the guys bring their instruments and we at least just went through the mm-hmm. set. Have you done something like that before, too? Yes, yes, I have. So it doesn't take a full sound system or anything, but it's important that we, that you start rehearsing yes. a, a team, I think. And, you know, second Chronicles, I think it's second Chronicles or first Chronicles 25, mm. where it talks about excellence and King David uh, setting up the uh, musicians in the temple. The key was that they, they got musicians that were excellent, yes. that were talented, that had mm-hmm. skill. And so um, that's something that I think we need to continue to follow through with and, and work at being skillful. And one of those ways is rehearsing so yes. uh, anyway it's a good if you don't aren't doing it start now well another thing too i think i think rehearsing together actually helps to build community because you're meeting together and you're having agreement as a band just just because you're together and you're going over the songs and um so there's a there's a familiarity that just begins to be built just in the community of it as well yeah i agree so another general thought before we jump into the actual specific suggestions is um don't do each of the following tips or suggestions at each rehearsal. So don't feel pressured to do that. You know, some of these will need to be done um, as they seem relevant or right to do in your situation. So just because we're given all this information doesn't mean they have to be crammed all into one rehearsal Mm -hmm. at once. Um, And every suggestion that we're going to give here needs to be filtered through and adapted to meet what I call um, your own context of reality. So some of you uh, may be in churches where you have 
a full auditorium or room sometime during the night or the weekend to come in and rehearse and mm-hmm. sound system. Much like Kelly, the situation we find ourselves in now, we yes. get to go in on a Wednesday night and we have a sound man there and mm-hmm. a video tech there and the whole band there. It's really a nice luxury yes, to do it is. that. Um, but some of you may have um, your garage that you <laughs> rehearse in, mm-hmm. right? Or whatever it is. So each of us has a, a context of reality. And so you just need to filter it through and take the principles and the ideas of each of these suggestions and do it in a way that works for you. So, so those are the general thoughts as we get into this. So, okay. The first suggestion, um, be prepared. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, if you're going to have a rehearsal, it really counts to be prepared. And here's some ways that I'm, what I mean by that. How about uh, being prayed up beforehand? Um, you know, just spend some time. Hopefully you've spent some time anyway already praying about what your song list or set list may be heading towards that Sunday. Um, and I'll generally take some time to just pray and say, you know, God, just help this rehearsal as we move forward and that we can be effective, you know, just something general like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so be, be prayed up beforehand. Um, be early. Do you think the leader should be early? And, um, and we're going to touch on why you should be early um, a little bit further down the line, but really you need to be able to get things set up. Um, and it really helps. Well, here's another suggestion. Have the sound system ready to go if you have a sound system. So you need to be there early to get it set up. So um, if I say, like, let's be be there and have rehearsal at 6, I think what I would expect as a worship team member would be if I'm showing up that we're kind of ready to roll mm-hmm. at 6 o'clock. Wouldn't that Kind of like a downbeat at 6. Yeah, like a downbeat at 6. Or say, be there at 6, we'll have downbeat at 6.15. And if that's the deal, then be ready to go. At 6.15, right? So be- yeah, and I think that brings up an important point about just being realistic about setting a rehearsal time as a leader, whereas um, being a little too ambitious sometimes and knowing your own limits, knowing how long it'll take you to prepare. Say, if you need 20 minutes, don't set your rehearsal too early either. Oh, yeah. you know? That's good. Um, have your charts ready. So that means you need to know what you're going to be working on for that rehearsal. I've, I've been on the other end of it instead of leading rehearsals where I've showed up. And the worship leader's there and he's like, okay, well, what do you guys want to work on? Hmm. And maybe sometimes there's practices like that that could happen. But when that's the norm, I've walked in there feeling like, hey, you're not really valuing my time and my commitment, you know, and I'm, I'm just rushing here after work or mm-hmm. I'm taking time away from family. I'm missing dinner with the family missing to come dinner. to rehearsal. You How know? many times have we missed dinner? <laughs> <laughs> well, and so I really appreciate it when I show up and the worship leader has the charts ready. Yes. And the sound system's ready or, or whatever, or we're there, but it's, it's organized. It's mm-hmm. prepared. Yeah. And that just, that just makes me feel so much more confident heading into that. And it makes the, the practice go that much, that much smoother. Right. Yeah. I think it eliminates any potential, uh, roadblocks, you know, in the beginning. Yeah. And, uh, I think one other issue of being prepared is if you have the luxury of having a sound system there for your rehearsal, um, maybe have the sound man there. Mm-hmm. That way you're, you know, you're not running back and forth. I've had those times where we've had a sound system. I got to run to the back of the room or mm-hmm. run over there to get set up. Just, it's so nice when you have a sound guy there. So in being prepared, those are just some of the ideas that I mean, be, you know, being early, having your set lists, knowing what you want to work on, mm-hmm. having those charts kind of ready, um, having an idea of, um, where you want to go with the song. And actually that's my second suggestion. So number two would be have a roadmap of the song and the set list already planned out. And by a roadmap, I mean that you already kind of know what songs you want to do, which kind of ties into this whole thing of 
praying beforehand, right? Mm -hmm. Of being prepared, you know, hopefully you've kind of prayed it through and feel like you have an idea where you're going. Um, so already know the songs that you want to do, um, have an idea of, uh, what the arrangement of each song kind of may be. Yeah. Now, do you think that the worship leader needs to have the arrangement completely, totally set, worked out already before it and like tells everybody what to do or? Well, Brent, I think that would vary from church to church. I think some churches probably would be a lot, a lot looser on, on how they run their arrangements and how they run their worship service in general. Other churches are a little bit more strict on time limits, etc. Um, I think it's important just to, you know, to know your team, first of all, and to know who in your team would maybe want to give input for arrangements. Yeah. Um, having had a recording as well of the song to see, you know, how it was published and how, how it sounded on, on the release. So to know how, how the potentially the writer or the, the person that put out the album did the arrangement and just kind of understand realistically whether or not your team can handle that, you know, those kinds of issues. But yeah. You know, that's good. That brings up something that actually could have been part of the be prepared kind of subtext. There was, um, if you have a recording of the song, yeah, maybe get those out to the team members beforehand, you know, whether it's the CDs or let them know where they can find it or whatever. That's, I found that to be kind of helpful. Or just even emailing them an MP3 if you've got that there you ability go. to do that. That's good. Because I know that I don't use that song. We don't have to do it exactly like the CD, but yeah. it seems to go so much smoother when the team ahead of time has been given the material and hopefully some of them are working on it. <laughs> Fancy that, working on it before they show up to <laughs> rehearsal. Um, yeah. You know, so, all right. So be prepared, have a roadmap of the songs and or the set list in mind before you show up. Uh, that's going to really make the effectiveness of the rehearsal um, just be that much better. Um, you know, another, another helpful hint I had was set a time limit, mm -hmm. you know, so this is when we're starting and this is when we're ending and kind of stick to it, you mm -hmm. know, work hard and get your stuff done. And I think that helps the effectiveness because it honors, again, we're going back to this idea of mm -hmm. honoring those that are there. Mm -hmm. Usually like our rehearsals now are on Wednesday nights, yeah. right? So we're preparing for Sunday. Well, Wednesday nights right in the middle of the week, we got to get up and you know, most of the team is going to work the next day and, um, it just is so, so much better if we set a time and honor it, don't you think? Yeah. And honoring, honoring just the time of, of your, of your team is, I mean, they're almost always going to be volunteers. Yep. And That's true. And they're giving, you know, their time. And I mean, I've never met one that, you know, that resents it or is angry about it, but you know, just, just not maximizing your time can sometimes, um, communicate that your, that their time isn't valuable. No. You know? Yeah, I agree. So, so set a time limit. I think that helps. Also, I had under here, I put take breaks, maybe don't push too hard and allow the band. So I know that we're setting a time limit, but I think it's good. Maybe set time limits for certain chunks of time. Like let's, let's work it hard for the next hour and then take a 10 minute break, you know, whether it's a potty break or coffee break or whatever, <laughs> and, um, or, or whatever the deal is. I, I find that kind of as refreshing. Then you keep your, yourself fresh and you're not just driving hard for two hours or whatever the rehearsal mm -hmm. may be. Um, so, okay. So be prepared, have a roadmap of the songs in the set list, set a time limit. Uh, number four, a fourth suggestion would be balance the spiritual with the practical. And my idea in this Kelly was that, um, I mean, we're a worship team. We're not mm -hmm. just a band, right? You know, so there's so much practical to get done. Obviously we need to rehearse. We need to get the arrangements worked out. We need to get the bands together, intros, outros or whatever it's going to mm -hmm. be, how it works and fits into the set list. But 
we're a worship team. So it's not just about the practical or the technical. It's, it's also just about what God's doing. Right. And so, um, I think it's great to have a time to pray sometime during the rehearsal. And, um, the reason I said a balance here is because sometimes we, we want to be too overly spiritual or too overly technical. We got to find the balance because mm-hmm. we, we absolutely need to pray and bathe what we do in prayer. Now, as a leader, really, I'm, I'm assuming that we've been doing that kind of leading up to the um, rehearsal, but you need to do it during the rehearsal. When has been, I know you've been involved in um, worship teams that have had various levels of the spiritual. What have you found to be the most effective to be able to get a balance here? Well, I think, I mean, I mean, what's most effective is to treat, treat your band members as people first and players second. And so to care for their, their spirits, um, can mean a various, you know, various things based on where they're at in their lives. And so I think it comes back down to, you know, having community together and knowing one another. Um, so that'll change from setting to setting and from church to church. Some churches, and my, my, most of my past experience has been with just a few people for several years. So we had a tight, pretty tight family, tight community. We knew each other really well. We knew the songs very well. And so we didn't require as much technical stuff. And we were able to pray together more and, and you know, just sort of in, indulge a little bit more in the spiritual side of things. Um, but that worked for the context that we were in. Um, the context that you and I are in now at Mission Hills, you know, we, we have a variety of different players and, and yeah. we were playing with different people yeah. almost f- from time to time. We don't always have the same team. And so that requires more technical, uh, more technical attention. And, um, because we do want to get the songs right and we need to, we need to be able to do a, you know, a fantastic job, you know, as good as we can on Sunday. So, yeah. So I had made a little note about don't cr- try and cram everything into the same night mm-hmm. or into that one time period. And my thought on that was, you know, basically like, as you like what we do now with what you described with Mission Hills, we'll come in and I'll pray. Well, first I'll ask people when they show up, you mm-hmm. know, um, how are we doing? How are you guys doing? Is there anything specifically we can connect on or pray about? And if there is something that comes up, we can take a few minutes to dialogue about that. Let that person share what's on their heart or what they have a prayer need for or, or what, whatever the case may be. And then we can pray for that or we can pray in general that God would just come and just really just help our time tonight, you know, mm-hmm. during the rehearsal to be there. And to me, I feel like in our, in our current setting in context, that's a, that's a good, that's a good ch- chunk of the spiritual at that point in time. Mm-hmm. You know, we take what, maybe the first 10 minutes or so, mm-hmm. 10, 15 minutes of rehearsal max. And then, do that. And then we can spend the rest of the time working out the set and doing that. And that seems to be working for us right now. It works for us right now. And I think, and I think what, what's important about, about the, you know, putting the spiritual stuff first and caring for the team members in that way is that they know we care. And so there, there's an old saying that people aren't going to really care how much you know until they know how much you care. That's true. And so I think there's, there's probably a little bit of that going on too, because you are a team. So balance the spiritual with the practical. You don't, it doesn't have to be all spiritual that night because you're there for a task. Mm -hmm. I mean, the reason you're meeting that night is primarily so you can get yourself ready for Sunday or whatever, but do not get all carried away in the technical. Remember what it's about. Mm -hmm. We're not just there to be a band. We're, we're there really to, you know, to, to serve the congregation and to, uh, to honor the Lord with our talents and our gifts. So, um, I think finding the right balance is absolutely going to increase the overall enjoyment. 
people won't, like you said, they'll, they'll know they're cared for, that they're not mm-hmm. just a person being plugged into a slot yep. on a schedule, you that's know? That's right. So that's good. Yeah. All right. Um, another thought I had, this would be number five, would be have a separate um, vocal rehearsal. And now, and I'm doing this, admitting at the moment here, I'm not doing a really great job with this one um, myself. But what I found um, over the course of the years is that if there's no special focus on vocals at, at a certain given time, um, because you're plowing through the music and the instruments and everything, the vocals can kind of seem to get kind of lost in the shuffle. I mean, mm-hmm. as far as you, we don't take time to really focus on them maybe. So a suggestion might be to separate those things out. And what I mean, but there's a couple ways to do that. Um, maybe beforehand for the first 15 or maybe 20 minutes, half an hour, however much time you need, depending upon the context of your reality mm-hmm. and how many vocalists mm-hmm. you have. Right. Maybe you, you meet first and you go over the charts with the singers um, and kind of get things worked out. Then they kind of have a roadmap. And then in the midst of the band, because dynamics do change when you have a band mm-hmm. playing, then they kind of already know where they're going. They've been focused and they can jump into the mix while the whole band is rehearsing. Mm-hmm. And then you can even take some time to fine tune. But when I've really been on top of my game, so to speak, and, and valuing the vocalists mm-hmm. and taking the time, that's what seems to have worked best for me. How about for you and what you've experienced over yeah, the years? What I've experienced over the years is something similar, except what we used to do is we would actually generally rehearse transitions from song to song you know musically go over that kind of thing and then and then as we would go through the set we would actually stop and and just turn toward each other and vocalize you know and blend work some things out and then go back in so we would actually do spot spot vocal rehearsals in the midst of the worship set rehearsal now that seems and i've seen that work as well Mm -hmm. but not also though it seems to me that that type of thing works really well when you have disciplined and mature musicians who will honor that and not noodle <laughs> yeah. while you're trying to do that, right? The guitar player just yeah. doing all the thing of the drummer just make, you know, making the noise so that the vocals can rehearse. Well, right? what, yeah, one of the reasons that we had to do it that way was because the venue that we rehearsed in, which was our, our, our you know, our sanctuary, there's just, just the way the acoustics were. You know, the vocalists, it, it didn't matter what the monitors were, really had a difficult time hearing themselves mm. when the electric guitar and the bass and the and the drums were going just because of the way the stage volume was. Yeah. And I know that that isn't a problem that was just unique to that church. And so we would just stop and, and you know, if the musicians that were playing sang as well, they would just join in even though they didn't have a mic. And we would just, we would just rehearse, you know, specific parts that we felt like harmonies would really work well on, you know, et cetera. So, um, but, but it was really, I guess the, the, the point is, is it was, it was, it was valuable enough to have tight vocal, you know, combos that we stopped the music in order to do that. So, yeah. Nice. All right. So that was number five. So have a separate vocal rehearsal. And again, it could be at the beginning of your, of your time. And so maybe the vocalists show up at at from six to six twenty, and the guitar players and stuff don't get there till six thirty, mm-hmm. and then your rehearsal goes. Um, I guess you could do it afterwards because then you find out what you really need work on. That would probably work after you've been playing together for a while, yes. and then you could have a, maybe a quick little twenty-minute vocal with an acoustic guitar or piano or something afterwards. Mm-hmm. Or you know, you could do it on another night if you have that luxury of being able to have that much time and people have that much time. Then 
another night would work and you can just focus just on vocals and come in. So, but either way, uh, that may help the effectiveness, um, as well of your rehearsal. So, all right, I'm going to recap just quick. We've got be prepared ahead of time, have a roadmap of the song of the set list already planned out, set a time limit, stay within your time limits, work in some breaks in there as well. Um, balance the spiritual with the practical and have a separate vocal rehearsal. So that's the first five suggestions on how to increase your enjoyment and overall effectiveness of your worship team rehearsals. This presentation is part of the teaching and worship ministry of Brent Helming. Additional resources are available at www.brenthelming.com. We'd like to give a special thanks to Mark Griffo for the original music featured on this podcast, and thank you again for tuning in.